on in a way that you don't always see it produces a certain kind of collegiality in spite of the philosophical differences. Wake up with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Autism Pensacola. Good morning. It is 1037. You are listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Would love to hear from you this morning. 850-437-1620. We're going to switch gears this morning and we are discussing um, something that's a little bit more sensitive, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Again, 850-437-1620. It is Autism Acceptance Month as well as Childhood Abuse Prevention Month. Um, And it's such a sensitive discussion, but they go hand in hand. I want to welcome Mary McClellan. She is the Executive Director for Autism Pensacola to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us today. Absolutely. I know you have a lot to unpack. I want to go ahead and just hand it right on over to you, Mary. Great, great. Well, you mentioned it is Autism Aware Acceptance Month and Child Abuse Prevention Month, and there is some overlap there. Um, we uh, we focus on the needs of children with autism, a lot of whom are nonverbal. And so, what we're going to kind of talk about here in the next um, few minutes is how we're addressing that, both uh, as organizations and uh, in the community with our collaborative partnerships. Um, what I want to do, though, is I want to turn it over to Gulf Coast Kids House Executive Director Stacy Costavecki, who's going to talk about how the nonverbal aspect also has an effect on um, child abuse victims. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Mary. So um, Gulf Coast Kids House, for those of you that aren't familiar with us, we are a child advocacy center, and our responsibility is to make child abuse intervention less traumatic for children. So when children are abused, they come to our center, we do the medical exams, record an interview with them so that they're not repeating their story of abuse over and over again. We provide advocacy, mental health counseling, and also prosecution for those cases. Um, Unfortunately, child abuse is very prevalent in our community, and as Mary mentioned, there's a significant overlap with child abuse and children with disabilities, such as autism. Um, nonverbal children are they're so vulnerable because they're not often able to tell a safe adult in their life that something's happening to them they may not even understand what's happening to them is wrong Um, and so unfortunately with any kind of disability the risk of child abuse does increase so very grateful to be able to work with autism Pensacola and we appreciate the partnership as well Um, it helps us get the word out about what we do, and we're able to talk about um, what they do as well. Our staff, employees, volunteers, uh, our camp staff, anyone who's involved with us is um, required to go through the No Child Abuse Program through Gulf Coast Kids House. So we are, at this point, I believe, pretty close to being 100% certified as an organization. It's an amazing, amazing partnership. I was so grateful that Mary agreed to do that. We also do that with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So if anyone is interested in that partnership, it's a free 38-minute training, and it just helps people to learn how to recognize, report, and reduce child abuse. So one of the other ways that we um, we help to address this issue is through partnerships within the community. And so what I want to do now is turn it over to Lieutenant 
Jimmy Donahoe with the Pensacola Police Department. He brought a project to us, which um, which has been amazing, and we just announced it, uh, the initiative on Monday. Um, but I'm going to let him tell you about this this uh, program. Okay, so what we did was we put a sensory bag together for those um, people on the spectrum that we might encounter as we go out about our daily business. Uh, and we also provided them for the fire department in the city also. So that if we encounter somebody having a meltdown or having some sensory issues, we have some noise-canceling devices we can put on their head. Uh, every cruiser is going to have one so that, um, you know, in, for instance, if they're in a wreck and they have to be cut out of the car, you know, they have to really take those, that would really bother somebody with a noise sensory uh, issue. So we have those available. We have some sunglasses and some other things just to keep them occupied, spinners and that sort of thing that will help us as first responders, but also help those individuals on the spectrum because they're, if they're all upset, then we're having to deal more with them than we are the situation that we're in. But uh, in addition to that, all of our officers have been trained on autism. Uh, we've, we've trained all of our, most of our fire department. I say most of them because the newer ones ha we haven't got to yet. But um, uh, we put these bags together hoping that we can make an, an additional uh, step to help these people uh, that have these issues that we can uh, serve our whole community, not just a portion of it. So, And we, uh, we've mm -hmm. already gotten some calls from other um, first responder agencies for uh, wanting to be involved as well. Um, we got a call from NAS, the security at NAS, and Jimmy provided them a few emergency kits for their um, vehicles. Um, and I guess along with that, we will eventually do a little training um, just strictly for the emergency kits as well. Yeah, yeah. We're, when we distribute these within the city, um, we're going to do that. I noticed I got an email this morning. The fire department's already on top of that. Uh, Battalion Chief uh, uh, Foss over there, he's already put out something and kind of a, a, a reminder of what the autism training they had was and, and then this uh, kit and what it's, the effects of it and what they can do with it. So. So, Stacy, um, how will these also help those uh, victims of child abuse who first responders may come in contact with? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be, it's a game changer for our first responders as well as for the staff at Gulf Coast Kids House. Um, when there is a case of child abuse, obviously emotions are high, whether you, you have a disability or not. So we're grateful to be able to have these bags so that we can lessen the trauma even more for children that might be a little bit overwhelmed by the child abuse intervention system. And I know Jimmy wouldn't brag on this himself, but this is like a personal passion project for him, and he provides excellent training in conjunction with Autism Pensacola and Solo. So if anyone needs his training, it's very, very good. It, yes. is, it is very good. In fact, I was going to ask you, Jimmy, um, if you could talk about some of the behaviors you might see in a situation like that and how best to respond, not just maybe from a law enforcement perspective, but just in general. From a parent perspective. Exactly. Okay. You're a parent yeah. as well. So uh, I guess one of the easiest things to recognize with somebody with autism is uh, the hand flapping. Uh, that's a sure, pretty sure indicator that they're on the spectrum. You might see them pacing up and down not making eye contact with you, all these different things, walking on their tiptoes all the time. These are all indicators, and this is some of the stuff we talk about in our training for them to recognize somebody and to maybe back up a little bit and say, oh, it's autism, I need to approach this differently um, because um, they think differently than we do, and we have to start thinking like they do 
uh, not like we do to, to be able to accomplish our goals to uh, help whatever situation they're in. So, so if you see a child who is uh, obviously under some emotional distress, whether it's uh, because they're you know, having a sensory overload issue or they are a victim of child abuse and they've just completely closed up because they don't trust anyone, um, what are I know that we have some behaviors that are associated with that, um, and I'm not sure, Stacy, if this would apply to to um, the group that who you serve as well. But you know, running away, mm-hmm. um, having those uh, stemming episodes, which is the flapping of the hands. Um, how do you how would you respond to those situations? I was going to ask the same thing actually because um, the biggest thing that we focus on at Gulf Coast Kids House, if there is A lot of emotion is de-escalation, so we use a lot of quiet voices and try to get the child somewhere where there's not a lot of stimulus. Um, So I'm curious to hear if that would be how you'd... Absolutely. One of the main concerns we have to deal with in our our, uh, careers um, is we have to be concerned about them bolting. And because the people on the spectrum... Um, don't always have safety concerns or traffic concerns. They may bolt right out in front of traffic if we're not careful. So we have to be mindful of that. But I think you hit it on the head there, Stacy. If if they're having a meltdown or they're having some type of issues, we have to assume that it is sensory issues. Or in, in this case, uh, they've been traumatized by somebody in that room. Mm-hmm. We need to remove them from that situation and put them in something a little quieter maybe a little darker mm-hmm. less you know whatever to help them out and that might it would go in both cases you know for somebody yeah. that might have been abused we need to get them secluded so they feel comfortable and not threatened in that environment yeah de-escalation and distraction yes. we have an aquarium in our lobby and that is very helpful to um, calm down an emotional incident we get to go look at Nemo and just calm down a little bit go. And we do have some spinners in these kits, too, where the, we can give them something to distract them, to get their mind off of whatever it is, help them stimulate themselves, because they use all kinds of different They might be swinging beads or whatever it is that they need to, to keep themselves calm in that situation. And they're trying to do that a lot of times. And so people need to understand, if they're swinging beads, don't take them from them. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to calm themselves. And so we need to be understanding and help them out with that. I'm taking full advantage of one of the one little of those, yeah. balls that's in this <laughs> kit. <There you> go. <laughs> um, I like to give those fidget spinners out when I do presentations, um, just so people don't fall asleep during okay. my presentation. There you go. <laughs> and you know, sometimes they will. Oh my gosh, Jenna's over there with the spinning she, pen. She's got yeah. go yeah. one. one in here too. <laughs> yeah, we all need our little. They're for everyone. Right. For sure, it's right. You know, a lot of times when you do a presentation, you hand all this stuff out, you know, and they all leave it, you know. And but when when um, Stacy and I did one uh, last month, we put fidget spinners out, and they were all gone, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sure yeah. were. They're popular. Yeah with kids and adults yeah that's a good point all of us stem to some Mm -hmm. degree we Mm -hmm. all need that simulation but they have to do it to keep themselves calm we do it just out of natural uh, to some degree you might hear somebody clicking a pen that's what they're doing you know they're stemming themselves but they have to do it to keep themselves within a 
uh, acceptable range in, in our society. Well, that's, Jimmy, that reminds me of something that Mary always says, is if you have met a child with autism, you've met a child with autism. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that a little bit more? Sure. Um, I wish I could take credit for this uh, being my own um, thing, but it is is not. Who is it, Jimmy? Who Dr. Came up? Stephen Shore came up with this. Okay, right. And um, and it was one of the first things I learned when I took over Autism Pensacola uh, last a year ago. Um each case of autism is so different because the behaviors, there's such a wide range of behaviors associated with it. You might see uh, a child who's nonverbal and stems a lot, um, and they might, they're going to be completely different from a child who r bolts and, um, and, and has repetitive behaviors. So, and even then, even with each case, they are, they fall within this large spectrum. That's why we call it a spectrum because it ranges from uh, from nonverbal and and that type of uh, communication issues all the way to what used to be called Aspergers, which or, we are or now millionaires. Let's say that now. Millionaires, they're yes, there are several. They're on the spectrum. They they have. Elon Musk Elon just Musk decided, yeah, he, yeah, well, not decided, he just said he was. and it came out, yeah. Yeah, and so um, these are very successful people who um, who have, you know, it's that laser focus, they, you know, the, and, and that's what people with autism bring to the community. I mean, they have a lot of gifts, and we are very blessed to have them in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. What other um, resources does Autism Pensacola offer that maybe people aren't taking full advantage of well we have another program um in well for the first one i'm going to talk about is just is project lifesaver and this is a program uh, in conjunction with the escambia county escambia search and rescue um, these are bracelets with transmitters that parents can use in children who um, have uh, severe eloping which is running bolting wandering um, these are worn as either ankle bracelets or wrist bracelets. Um, the goal is the child leaves this on 24 hours, but we have a lot of cases where, where they take them off, but we, um, we have other bands that are less, that are more difficult to do that with. Um, basically, if a child leaves the building, as soon as you know they're gone, the parent calls um, a number and Scambia Search and Rescue goes out and they can find this child. I believe uh, it's, uh, the longest time was 44 minutes, whereas, um, you know, in, in, in cases like this, sometimes it can be hours, days, uh, or never. You may never find the child. Um, what they've told me at Escambia Search and Rescue is that uh, with every 30 minutes, every hour that passes, you have to expand the search radius by three miles. Three miles. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. So can I add to that, too? Sure, because, go ahead. Because um, we have a, the, our biggest problem in the United States with our autism community is our kids are drowning at a, a rapid rate oh, it's yeah. an astounding rate mm -hmm. and this particular bracelet is um, something that uh, is a radio signal not a GPS there are a ton of GPS things out there but because it's a radio signal that will come out of water and there has been in Project Lifesavers a hundred percent nationwide where they recover them alive because there was one kid that went in the water and drowned and they got him out in time because they found him in time and were able to do CPR and get him back. So these bracelets are one of the best things that we can do for our loved ones that tend to 
to elope, and they a lot of them do, and they a lot of them will. So we have a hard, li- large percentage that drown. So yeah. we have to be careful. I couldn't uh, walk away and not say that we are heading into drowning season as well as hot car season. So mm-hmm. Gulf Coast Kids House does all the child abuse death reviews in the county. So it's very important for everyone to remember that water safety and car yep. safety this summer. That's mm-hmm. right. We have another program called Take Me Home. Um, you want to briefly talk about this real quick? Yes, yeah, so Take Me Home programs were created in 2004 at the Pensacola Police Department and um, where we actually put uh, the demographic information of a person on the spectrum in there. We also use it for Alzheimer's patients where if we go out into the community and find somebody that's nonverbal or can't tell us who they are, we can put their description in there. We take a picture of them, put it in there when we do all this. And so we can just put the description in. It'll pop up all those pictures of the people that we have in there that match that description. We can click on it, and it'll tell us who they are, where they belong. I myself have recovered an Alzheimer's patient out in the middle of nowhere. The hot sun, he would have died if somebody called us and said, hey. And he said, I don't know where I belong. I don't know my name. And so eventually we just put a description in and we're able to locate them and take them back home. So that's another thing available to the autism community here in, in Pensacola and, and anywhere in the United States, to be honest with you. And another collaboration that we have yes. with a community partner. Um, I want to thank you guys for being on um, and Stacy for, for uh, everything you do for Gulf Coast Kids House and um, Jimmy Donahoe, Lieutenant Jimmy Donahoe. Um, for all of the collaborative efforts you've brought to Autism Pensacola, the Pensacola and the general community. We really appreciate it. So um, thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, And now we're going to kind of move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about what Autism Pensacola does as an organization. Um, Our organization is funded, um, the programs and services we offer are funded through everything from individual uh, donor donations, uh, business partnerships, uh, grants, um, and they fund every single thing we do. Um, we are, our mission is to be a resource center for uh, individ- children and individuals, families who are affected by autism in the Gulf Coast area. Um, that's a pretty big area, but, um, but we think we do it pretty effectively. Um, and uh, one of the ways that we do this is through community fundraising. Uh, we have several um, different organizations and individuals who help us out in that area. Um, and I have, I have, uh, I have some uh, really special uh, individuals in the community who uh, are doing one of these fundraisers for us on Saturday night at the Pensacola Sanger Theater. So I want to welcome you guys. If you'll introduce yourselves, and um, and we'll. I uh, hear about Michael Jackson, the thrilling tribute. Um, hey there, I'm Fallon Lewing, and I'm here with my, uh, I guess you could say she's my momager, <laughs> Michelle. Good morning, I'm Michelle Scott Lewing. Hi, Mary. Hi, so nice to see you guys in person. Yeah, it's about time. I know, yes. right? <laughs> it's good to see you. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to um, to, I'm talking to you, Fallon. <laughs> Why did you decide to uh, to start this performance? How, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for about nine years now. And um, I guess after learning about Michael since I was, well, I've loved Michael since I was real little. So um, one year I kind of just decided after, you know, seeing him use the gifts God gave him to like help people and make a change with the messages in his songs I figured why not give it a go why not 
perform some of his music to like bring a smile to people's faces and make an impact somehow and uh, I started in Reno, Nevada at a little theater with two lovely um, ladies from this uh, dance production team called Red Hot Productions from there it kind of just branched off and started growing and now we get to do it with the lovely LaBelle Performing Arts and a few lovely guests that have come here to join us and uh, just we have that lovely opportunity of being able to share what Michael brought. I think that's amazing. You are a just a, a shining example of, of of a young lady in the community who who really um, helps serve as a role model for other individuals. And I, we are very proud to have you on our team for this. Um, and we're very excited to see the show. I can't wait to see it in person. I've seen some videos of it online, but you're an amazing performer. God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're very welcome. You guys you, are great, too. You earned it. Um, so we'll go to your mom, I mean, your producer, um, <laughs> Michelle. And Michelle, you want to tell us a little of the details about the show and, um, and how people can get tickets for it? Sure. So the show is on Saturday night at 7 p.m. at the Sanger Theater. The doors open at 6 p.m. You can access tickets at Ticketmaster.com or you can go to the Sanger box office or call, you know, call them, I believe, or just go on down to the ticket to the box office. Um, Historically, on the last two shows, this is the third trip to the Gulf Coast. So um, it gets real busy real fast. So I hope you join us. We're very excited, um, and kudos to you as well for uh, helping to arrange everything. It's a big job to take this show around the nation, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes. Thanks, Fallon, for being with us. We're excited to see the show, and, um, you know, I, I just I think it's going to be a great show. I'm really excited to see it. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for being on. We appreciate it very much, um, and I will turn it back over. Thank you so much. And Mary, thank you for all you do and the partnerships that you have brought in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning. Fallon, thank you for bringing Michael Jackson, a thrilling tribute, back to Pensacola. I'm so excited. I went ahead and I added the links to that. So if you would like to go ahead and buy your ticket online, I'll go ahead and have that link on our podcast page. Just visit newsradio923.com. If someone would like to get involved, donate, give back to Autism Pensacola fundraise, what is the best way to contact you, Mary? The best way to make a donation to Autism Pensacola is to go to our website, uh, autismpensacola.org, um, and go to the uh, Get Involved or to the Donate button from the, from the main page, from every page. That's the best way to do it. Excellent. One and last Michelle, quick thing. Yes. Also, uh, our volunteers will be in the lobby that evening, and there will be an intermission, we've decided. So both of those will be opportunities for people to make donations to Autism Pensacola. Um, we'll have volunteers going around literally taking cash donations or a credit card or Excellent. however they want to do it. Write a check. Perfect. We'll take it. So head downtown this weekend, April 9th. Give back, have fun. And of course, we thank you for all you do at Autism Pensacola. Mary, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us on.